All right, welcome, Lister, once again to another edition of Footy from the Foot, the podcast coming to you close to the home of football in San Diego, the Bluefoot neighbourhood bar and lounge in the heart of San Diego, in the Trinity North Park. I'm your co-host, Paul Hutchinson, and I'm joined um, via the, the miracle of the internet um, over a Zoom call by the director of football at Bluefoot, Robbie Styles. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, Paul. Yeah, apart from uh, absolute coughing fit, I, 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 I'm absolutely fine. Uh, something went down the wrong way, but uh, yeah, no, otherwise, totally fine. Uh, we're ready for the weekend. We are recording on a Friday. Just with it being a closed season as well, I'm, I'm, I'm not that uh, bothered about uh, uh, the usual Thursday, but um, yeah, uh, it's uh, good, to, uh, good to be back. And one of these days, we'll maybe have a in-person one at the Blue Cut at some point or other, but uh, still that point. Because there's not a great deal of football knocking about, there is obviously the women's Euros and the men's and women's US national teams have both qualified for the Olympics. Um, we'll kind of do some freestyling and uh, the occasional series of picking a five-a-side uh, team to play each other. Uh, this week's theme is uh, an underrated player five-a-side. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. Um, we'll have some kind of any other business as well and uh, during the time that Rod was away I spoke to some of the supporter groups the representations and so you'll hear from Clay and Kim Clay from uh, the Aston Citizens and Kim from the Aston Foxes so it's lovely to sit you down a couple of weeks ago and uh, publish that uh, conversation too so uh, that'll have to do you for this, uh, this week any anything, any kind of news or anything like that? Any uh, sort of any other business? I guess straight away. There's a box. Yes. Stephen Bergwijn left Tottenham today for Ajax, five-year deal. Okay. Thirty million. Oh. Um, we'll always have that uh, uh, brace he scored against uh, Leicester. You've always got that over uh, Joe, haven't you? So yes. <laughs> Magical moments. Yeah. It's um, I, I, the sound. Be careful of the sound on this. It's a little muffled and tinny. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, I've got my headphones in. It's coming. See, yeah, it's because I've not put my microphone in. Oh well. Uh, Here we go. Is that better? Oh my god! Yeah. Hello. Okay. HD. Thank you. Oh, thank you for it. <laughs> yeah, it's. I've just not put my microphone in. Put my microphone. Right. That's cool. And you, mm. you're coming through clear and out too. It's something. It will default. To these headphones right. and then right so hopefully that will be okay but it, it will be yeah. fine well i did like thank you for that. yeah uh stephen bergwine's gone to ajax for a five-year yeah. deal 30 million euros mm-hmm. uh, i believe um, man united are on the verge of signing martinique is it from ajax defender 42 okay. million who cares right. yeah but not, not nothing really. like but, but nothing that you'd kind of go oh yeah that's a united signing there, there you go that's like what they need i, I, I you know well, they bought this young lad for 13 million from um, Feyenoord, was it? I forget his name. I, I just don't see these players lighting them up, really, to be honest with you. And they're coming from the Dutch league, which... That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're either going to get a Vincent Janssen or... Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A Van der Vaart. Aren't you? you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Van der Vaart, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm coughing. <laughs> Jesus. But, um, yeah, so we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I don't see United getting top four next season at the moment on the back of what business they're doing. Okay. But, um, yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah, and I, I think we, we talked about um, 
Uh, Sterling there as well. He's probably off to, to Chelsea. Probably not going to get as much game time as he would uh, demand at, at City. I think the number nine shirt for Chelsea, the, the most anyone's ever scored, was Tammy Abram with 15. And they've had some unbelievable talent there, haven't they? Like Shevchenko and Higuain. And, and Crazy. None of them have got even into double figures. So Crazy. Really, yeah, Crazy. indeed. Yeah. So, any other kind of uh, transfers that you've noticed uh, of, of interest? Not really, mate. No, no, nothing's really. It's all it's pretty slow into the minute, apart from Harland. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. You know, can't make it up. So, no, for sure. <laughs> Obviously, you've you've got Rick, uh, Rich Allison's gone to Spurs. You've got um, Gabriel yeah. Jesus has gone to Arsenal. Yeah, um, interesting. Yeah. So business is being done, but it's all slowed down a little bit. Fifty-six yeah. days to go. Something like Indeed. that. Indeed. <laughs> uh, well, in that case, then we'll uh, we'll dig out the uh, the occasional series of uh, a five-a-side team, and the theme for this one this week is underrated players. Um, be that historically, or maybe some more current players that are, um, are maybe about to uh, to flourish. I don't know. Uh, depends how you've uh, interpreted that. But um, yeah, I, 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 you previewed this. Um, a couple of days ago, saying that you'd uh, you've got some good ones, so I'm uh, looking forward to this. Uh, do you I've want been to... drinking pool by then? <laughs> <laughs> well, please don't let me down. That's all. <laughs> Dutch courage. <laughs> I can um, start you off though. I can start off if you, you want. can. Are you going to start off with a goalie? Because I found that the most difficult one. I'll be honest. So. Well, I've always thought Navas, a PSG, okay. is probably one of the most yeah. underrated goalkeepers. Because he's uh-huh. you know Costa Rican, mm-hmm. doesn't really get the press, and he's a pretty bloody good solid goalkeeper. And I think I think he's very underrated. Yeah, nobody ever well, mentions him. Well, he had himself an absolutely brilliant World Cup uh, the year that England were in the same group as Costa Rica, and uh, mm-hmm. they were the, the the dark horses, weren't they? They came top of that league uh, or that yeah. uh, that pool with um, who else was in that? Italy and uh, Uruguay. And England. So everyone thought yes. that Costa Rica was going to be the one that would, uh, you know, be the whipping boys of that. And, uh, yeah, uh, they, they came top. We were. They came, we were terrible, yeah. We were awful that year, weren't we? Um, oh. <clears throat> but, uh, um, yeah, I think we were the second team to get knocked out of the whole tournament, weren't we? I think behind Spain, who were, had an even worse tournament that year. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, lost the first two games, didn't we? But you know, I, I, that's a great show. That I think really is considering that he's at such a, uh, a prestigious European club as well. Yeah, you'd think he'd get more of a, a, a shout out. Really, yeah, I agree with that. That's a good it one. It is difficult though for goalkeepers. It is. Difficult yeah, isn't it? For yeah, yeah. Um, I went with Fabianski. You might that might not be a popular choice with you, considering he's played for West Ham and, and Arsenal. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but I just think right. that uh, probably. I think because he's playing for West Ham now, he's maybe getting more of a, a look in. But he's been like flying around all over the place. Played for Swansea for a couple of years, didn't he? Like, yeah, that seemed like a waste of his talent. Um, so yeah, Fabianski, um, goalkeeper Sam Johnson down from. He's played a couple of games for England and always done very well. And now he's playing in the, the Championship. Or maybe did he get bought by Palace? I think actually maybe. Uh, I'm not, uh, this this. Window again, right. really solid goalie, but uh, yeah, maybe a little under the wire. Cool, is that the West so Brom go. goalkeeper? 
That was West Brom, yeah, and um, yeah, yeah, because Spurs were linked to Villa as well yeah. at some point or other, didn't they? Yeah, right. okay, yeah, he is underrated, yeah, okay, yeah, I like him, cool. So, I defend I, defenders, I find really difficult actually, yeah, I'm yep. a little biased here, but I'm probably going to say Ben Davis, I think he's an incredibly underrated defender, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> especially last season, and maybe Eric Dyer at the moment, not getting a game for England or in the squad. Great. Okay. I'm basing yeah. this on last season, by the way. So, but I find really quite difficult defenders. I'm not going to say yeah. Harry Maguire. <laughs> yeah, but that's for next week. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I no, I get it. Uh, it, it is. It's, it's a little bit difficult. Um, I put Aspilicueta. Like he's what super super solid. Like been there for absolutely donkey's years at Chelsea, and you know he's just he's a. So six or seven out of ten every single week for you, but not really one of those highlight or um, headline making defenders. But yeah, does a job every yeah. single time for you yeah. in all sorts of different positions at the back there, isn't it? You know, I thought, I thought that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I also thought Kuchelny uh, Kuch, um, from Arsenal then went to um, Barcelona. I thought I thought he was a really good defender. That, Arsenal really, really missed him, didn't they? When he yeah. wasn't playing for them, he uh, he was someone that. Uh, in fact, that game was it against was it Bayern Munich where they lost a whole like by loads of goals Ten. on aggregate, Ten. and it, it, they only scored when Koscielny wasn't on the field. I think he went off injured or something like that. And so, right. um, and yeah, so I yeah I thought Koscielny's a shout too. So I'm probably going to go with Aston Villa for my, my my defender. I think. Um, who have you got right. in midfield? I've gone for Perlo, Italy, talking about... Oh, Luka. OK. Yeah, because nobody <laughs> really... Talk- now, we all know what a brilliant player he was, but nobody would really talk about him because it was the Xavi and Iniesta era mm-hmm. for Barcelona. Okay. So he was yeah. kind of left on the sidelines a little bit, but a far, far superior player in my eyes. Yeah. He's one of those players that sort of time stands still when he's got the ball. <laughs> you know, like, yes. I, I, th- I always thought that with, um, like, Yaya, to- Yaya Torre, uh, that just, uh, so, like, all of a sudden, it's like the Matrix out there, and the, the, mm-hmm. everyone's somehow kind of can't even get anywhere close to him. So, yeah, I, that's a really good shout, that, I've got to say. Do you have another um, midfielder, or have you gone two up front? Two up front. Okay. I think I know what that... Can I guess at one of your uh, upfront uh, players before I, m- I mention my midfielder? Yeah, go on. And I, I wonder whether... That's why I asked whether this person might be put into midfield or might be an attacker. I've, have you gone for Thomas Muller? Yes. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> there you go. See? Read you like yeah. a book. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah we, um, when I spoke to Wolfgang um, for the retro for Bayern Munich, uh, we, we kind of had a good conversation about uh, Thomas Muller. And, uh, that, that, but I know that you, you're a big fan of his, aren't you? So underrated. What a player. Love him. Love him the bits. <laughs> yeah, he's another like eight, eight and a half out of ten every single week in team and just gives yeah, every his all. Week. Yeah, and and the fella's a stand-up comedian in the uh, in <laughs> in waiting, I think as well. So. Yeah, yeah, uh, totally. No, he's, he's, a, he's a, yeah, all round good chap. I like him a lot. Yeah, who have you gone for? So um, in midfield, I, well, I also had Muller, but I had him kind of in sort of a midfield, the sort of like linking with the, okay. the front two sort of role. So I've gone, with, I've gone with Thomas Muller, and I also gone with James Milner. <laughs> who, like, absolutely brilliant pro, isn't he? And 
Imps should have been there forever. Yeah. Well, I remember him making his debut when I just I just graduated university. So that was like uh, like two thousand something like that. He made his debut for Leeds, didn't he? And I think as a sixteen yeah. year old. So <laughs> that was incredible, really. So um, and and just being good at all pro anti. I mean, there's no reason why Liverpool should keep him on. I mean, I'm sure they've got the, the pick of a whole bunch of like really great talented people, but he must just offer other things as well as, as yeah. you know, his professionalism and his, uh, yeah, his ethic and all of that sort of thing. And, but also always does a job in whatever position he's asked to do it. Uh, so that's, uh, yeah, he's another one of my sort of super underrated and for his longevity as well. You can call in Gareth Barry if you want as well. I guess. Yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, underrated well, player. The one of the midfielders that is always cited as being underrated, and I've, I kind of, I think he has a, as as much credit as he probably deserves. Is Michael Carrick, as well. They, that he's been kind of at United, you know, for for back end of his career there, and in the sort of the transitional periods of, uh, he played in an era of. Lampard and Gerrard, so probably didn't get the international recognition he deserved. Great um, player, Carrick. Yeah, and, and well, he played for Spurs as well, didn't he? So. Yeah, yeah, we sold him for about 30 million, I think, which mm-hmm. was a big fee at the time. Well, he came through at West Ham at the same time as Joe Cole, didn't, didn't he? And yeah. everyone was saying, oh, Joe Cole's got the future for England. And but there's a lot of people saying, well, I think that Michael Carrick's going to be the player that's going to have the, the longevity and the, you know, the, the staying power, and, and that's probably proved to be the case, didn't it, really? Probably had a more successful career than uh, Joe Cole. Holy, yeah. Uh, Joe Cole, a player who never really achieved what he should have achieved, in my opinion. Yeah, I think there was a couple of managers that just didn't quite fancy him at his prime, really. That's right. I think Ericsson for England, you know, when, when Rooney went off in the Euros 2004, instead of putting Vassell on, he should have put Joe Cole on. Like, that's a straight swap for me, really, at that right. time. Um, and then also Jose, uh, Jose at Chelsea would play him intermittently, but not always the first name on the team sheet. Um, it's got yeah. a great goal for England in the World Cup that year. Was it 2008? In Sweden, no, was it? 2006. 2006, it would have been. Um, that lobbed... In Sweden. Yeah, from the left wing and lobbed 40 yards. A great goal. Super, certainly underrated goal that uh, for England World Cup goals. Definitely. So, Muller and uh, Milner are my uh, midfielders, I think. So, uh, we know what one of your forwards as Muller. Can I see if I can guess the next one? Go on. Son. Not at all. Oh, okay. Right. Maybe last year he might have been underrated, but uh, yeah. Okay. I've gone for Darren Bent. Okay. Right. Golden boot boot winner and didn't go to the World Cup. Wow. He was the golden boot winner? He was that season. He was the top goal scorer. Wow. And, who, who was he uh, playing for at that point? Who was he playing for at that point? I couldn't tell you. But um, I can't remember. Wow. All right. But um, huh. I think some over 20 goals. But he took, yeah. um, Sven took, who did he take? Walcott. Oh, I don't know, some shite. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And Darren wow. Ben didn't make the World Cup squad. Extraordinary. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Talking about terrible calls. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, we. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a great show. I had no idea that. Uh, there you go. That's how underrated Darren Bent was. Darren Bent is. Yeah. So underrated. I mean, he can even plant a ball onto a beach ball and score a goal against Liverpool. <laughs> Use the facilities. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. 
<laughs> okay, that's a good one. Very good indeed. Well, I lightly penciled in uh, Son, but these days we've made it so much. But I tell you, I really, really liked, and perhaps again under the radar type of player, Yari Litmanen for uh, uh-huh. the Finnish uh, striker. Played for Liverpool for a little bit, but like at Ajax, I think, for a long time. What a classy player he was. Just brilliant. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, came to Liverpool just at the back end of his career a little bit, but but he, he was yeah talking about playing football in your own <laughs> in your own time zone. He he was one of those players, who just really good link up play, could finish, and yeah. Um, Yari Littman, and yeah, what a good player. Yeah, great player. Yeah, great player. I don't know. You could put Jermaine Defoe in there a little bit. I think he was very um, yeah. You know, get that a hell of a goal record. Yeah, it doesn't get I, like put in with the greats, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where was it that he went to on loan that time? Where he just did he go on like a twelve-game scoring? Bournemouth. Was it Bournemouth? Right. Okay. But yeah. I'm actually thinking that though, wasn't it? There was like a almost like a league record he broke of uh, consecutive games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah, no, I, 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 something I like 12, 12 games in a row. He scored five goals for Spurs against Wigan. That's right. Yeah. Super super goal scorer. He's only mm-hmm. just retired, actually. That's yeah, because there was uh, <laughs> rumours he might come out for Sunderland, wasn't it, at one point last year? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, <laughs> and going back to retirement, Jack Wilshire retired today at thirty. Did he? Bless him. Yeah. What? A, I, he's not going to take. Uh, he's going to take a coaching role at Arsenal. That's uh, that's a real shame. I mean, what a, again, just a, a real waste of talent there. I'm, I'm afraid, but. Uh, he just couldn't get a run together, like injury-wise, could no. he? But what a what no, a really couldn't. talented player! Any other sort of honourable mentions at all? No, I think that's no. about it for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's difficult because I'd say Cooman's probably an underrated player, Ronald Cooman from back in the day. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody ever really speaks about him, but you build a team around him, wouldn't you? Now it's like you could take a free kick, as Lingley will remember. But um. <laughs> I think maybe his reputation as a manager has also like hit the right. Uh, his reputation yeah. as a player as well. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. But it's cool. Yeah, we'll have to do more of those uh, whilst there's less uh, uh, going on in, regarding live football. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, that was good. If uh, by the way, listener, please let us know any uh, glaring omissions that we've uh, um, yeah we've left out. There'll be thousands, absolutely. So, yeah, let us know your underrated players that uh, would make your five-a-side team. Um, any kind of manager, I guess, that was, uh, yeah, taking up all the subs for um, for Wednesday manager, night at 10 o'clock. that hard one. An underrated manager. I hadn't, I, I just hadn't even thought, given it much thought. No, I'm giving either. it no thought. You've asked me on the hop, yeah. <laughs> underrated manager. Andre yeah, Villas-Boas. No, I'm joking. I mean... <laughs> Well, he's a bit more of a I'm racing gonna, driver these days, isn't he? But, isn't yeah. so. I'm going to go for Neil Warnock. Neil Warnock, okay. <laughs> I mean, he got it done, didn't he? He would get you up into the Premier League. He wouldn't keep you there, but uh, no. yeah, he'd get you in there in the first place. So <laughs> you just have to figure it out after you. So, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, oh, perfect. That's great. Excellent stuff. All right, well, uh, yeah, let us know, dear listener, um, what we've missed out at Footy From Foot, social media, and footyfromthefoot at gmail.com. Let's let us have your players. All right. Well, um, do you have anything else? No, that's it. Introduce, really. Yeah, I'll, I'll introduce our uh, fine uh, representatives from Manchester City and Leicester City in that case. And so, yeah, 
first of all, you'll hear from Clay, and then uh, we'll go straight from there into uh, the conversation I had with Kim. So uh, that, that'll do, yeah. Like I said, it's a little sort of uh, free form right now, so uh, until next time, dear listener, uh, let's do this all again. Bye. <laughs> Bye. See you later. Hello, sir. How are you? Yeah, how are you, Paul? Not too bad. Yeah, not too bad at all. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I do do quite a bit of uh, Zoom teaching. Uh, yeah, um, so I... <laughs> I appreciate you uh, being willing to have one more meeting today. <laughs> so on, on Zoom. Of so. yeah. <laughs> uh, dear. Or late Nori, with... whichever. Yeah, whichever you want to review, really. So. <laughs> or late Nori, <laughs> <Or late laughs> <Norin>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I I'm not even, I mean, I'm joking, but do you, how did they get on uh, late Nori uh, this year? Uh, like three three places above uh, relegation. So they're still in League Two. <laughs> Just some injuries, and uh, we had this. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I hadn't heard of him, but I guess he's been made his rounds. Coach named Kenny Jacket. Yeah, he used to um, play for Watford uh, in the eighties. So yeah, but yeah, like you say, he's, he's done the rounds of all the sort of yeah. lower league uh, management. Never really did anything. We had like a like a ten game losing streak, and then boom, he went out, and we're like in the relegation zone. And then um, some other guy, I have no idea. And but then won a couple games and at least didn't get relegated to the to the yeah, that's the last thing you need that isn't it really especially as like Wrexham are, it's, it's, basically they're going to they're guaranteed to come up like next year so you're essentially fighting for one spot going back up from there right and just yeah it's a whole yeah. place to be um, well, thank you for that. That was a very unexpected uh, O's roundup. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we are here to obviously speak about Manchester City and uh, you know a, a, a yeah. successful uh, season, all told, I suppose. Yeah, you tell for the league, aren't you? Absolutely, champions of England. Didn't get better than that. So yeah, the season pulled it through. It got really tight, a lot tighter than we thought it would at the end. But that's what that was kind of exciting. Um, especially that last game. Oh my God. Uh, and yeah, just really came about in that game. And that was amazing, but that's what was really exciting rather than kind of getting it with two or three games before. Uh, so yeah, I won the league, didn't win any cups. It just seemed like a, a name on the trophy situation for uh, Real Madrid. Like it just, it, it, everything just somehow conspired to like, just, it was like the, the red sea almost, wasn't it? Like, it needed something extraordinary for you, like for you to sort of blow up with like two minutes to go uh, to concede yeah. those two goals. And then just, uh, yeah. So that was just a force of nature. I think that they just have to put yeah. that down to experience. But uh, uh, other than that, and you didn't win your, uh, your league cup. That's usually your, your home banker there, isn't it? But uh, <laughs> Yeah. No, but, but yeah, I mean, beside all those, yeah, winning the league again, of course, that was great. Um, our, our big signing, Obviously, Jack Grealish mm-hmm. didn't razzle-dazzle us like we kind of thought he would. Probably a hundred million pounds uh, player should have, but he didn't do bad. Yeah, I think that might be a bit overblown, really. That I think because it was triple figures uh, uh, that uh, it was expected maybe to kind of like hit the ground running. But I think the setup that Pep has is just so different and. The fact that he wasn't the main guy in the team must have got, taken some getting used to. And I've got this bet with Rod that um, 
he's going to be like one of the PFA players of the year or one of those sorts of awards. He, he that's going to be his next year. I think that All he right. needed this season. So that, that's my, my theory. A little bit like what how um, Mares uh, yep. came to you. Had, you know, like an okay season, but nothing spectacular. But then, you know, became one of your absolute best players in the last couple of years, isn't he? So um, I think that's the sort of thing that will happen uh, for him. As yeah. Well. Um, yeah, that, that's... But, um, but any other kind of um, uh, highlights of the, of the year or players of the year for you? Um, well, for the first half of the year, it would definitely be Bernardo Silva. Um, yeah. He was going to, I didn't want him to go. I wanted him to stay. And then those first couple months, he was playing out of his skin, scoring yeah. goals, dribbling around people. And he played so well, kept us in games, won us games. He was definitely the, the player of the, at least the first season. Um, second, I'd have to think it was Kevin De Bruyne, as you kind yeah. of expect. He wasn't, he didn't have an injured season. You know, he came back and he was really commanding the park and scored his own goals. Had had four goals in one game. Yeah, he was on the that day, wasn't he? Um, Gabriel Jesus looked great out on the right. Then Mares would come in. He did all right. Mares, I don't think, had, had the greatest season, but he did okay. Uh, Rodri, Rodrigo, uh, Spanish midfielder, he took up where... He really came in, and I think he should be good for the next couple of years. Where Fernandinho was like our main defensive midfielder, mm-hmm. coming, getting it, tracking back, getting getting everything set, not letting it get to the defenders as much, and bringing it back into into the offense so they could have it. Uh, Rodri really did a phenomenal job this year of doing that, which he kind of came into that after Fernandinho just did not have the legs to really do so anymore. And now we, yeah, now we lost Fernandinho. It was his last year, so he'd been with the club for nine years. Yeah, yeah, he was kind of getting looking a little leggy when he there towards the end. Looks like you might be in for Calvin Phillips, which I've got to say, I'm not, I, I don't get it, me really, with Calvin Phillips. Yeah. Uh, he looks like a tidy player, but nothing, nothing out of the ordinary to me. But uh, you know, best luck with that. Uh, and also, obviously, you've got uh, Harlem coming in and uh, he should do all right for you, shouldn't he? So, I mean, that's very exciting. I mean, uh, for, for, I mean, as as a neutral, I'm, I can't say I'm, I can get that excited about it, but as, if I was a City fan, goodness me. Not that they had a missing link, but, you know, <laughs> you'd seem to do all right without one. But uh, he's a striker for you, isn't he? So, uh, yeah. Uh, Big goals, not in the Premier League, but, uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um a lot of weight. There's going to be a lot of weight on his shoulders too. Yep. Is to immediately to kind of perform, to which he may, he may not. Wait, will time will tell. Um, there's this couple, you know, the first couple of games and whatnot. I think we play West and we start off at West Ham. Schedule got released today. Um, yeah, he's he was scoring like a goal a game in the Bundesliga, yeah, and there's like for 21 games in 20 or 21 goals in 20 games for Norway. It was like, ho, ho, ho. And you see some of his highlights, and you're like, who would not want him? Um, and he's, he's like 22. Sorry. Yeah. That's it. He's just he's an absolute specimen, isn't he? And I, I'm, very, I'm very excited to see him in the, in the Premier League. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, uh, yeah, it, he just looks absolutely tailor-made for, for the Premier League, in my opinion. He's big and strong. Mm-hmm. He, he gets... His fair share of injuries, so that that's got to be a concern. But maybe he's yeah. still sort of growing, you know. He, like just 
he's only 22, isn't he? So, you know, he's still got to sort of grow into himself a little bit. So, um, but yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see him playing in the Premier League because, uh, you know, by all accounts or, you know, by what he's done so far, he's made that step up each time, hasn't he? So, um, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. look forward to that. Yeah, by all means. Yeah. Um, what else? Anything? Um, so uh, we say this every time, but uh, Champions League again, maybe next year. Or sort of reasons to be cheerful, by the way. That's how I usually kind of round off the conversation. Sort of, yeah, reasons <laughs> to be cheerful as a Manchester City fan, which, you know, I, maybe I should say reasons to be miserable and <laughs> see, see if that's a thing for a City fan. But uh, yeah. <laughs> um, we, we go uh, like uh, the chair, well, it was uh, the chairman. Um, I forget his, I forget his name, Caldoun, something like that. Um, he said, you know, we go we go into every every game that, that we could win it, every competition like we could win it. And realistically, yeah, that is that is a reasonable goal for for city fans. Uh, I don't want to get don't want to get like uh, don't want to get too too over ambitious. Um, or like like oh, we're gonna win everything, and if we don't win anything, we're gonna lose. It's like yes, if we win things, that's amazing. Um, stay stay a little bit, stay humble. But it is a possibility, especially with with yeah, Holland coming in and the De Bruyne and all of these guys. If all these guys stay healthy, yeah, yeah. the moon. Um, well, that's the thing. I mean, they, like Liverpool almost did it, didn't they? They played in every single game that they possibly could and and just came short mm-hmm. in the league and in the Champions League. But yeah, the, the the sort of blueprint is there. It's shown to be like at least possible to play in every single game that you can uh, possibly uh, sh- schedule so uh, yeah I think you're right and, and it is exciting I mean I love the the the, the dynamic between yourself and and Liverpool where with the two really fun managers and play the right way and uh, mm-hmm. very dynamic and 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 so yeah I, I that part for me being a supporter of the, the league itself rather than a team within it um I, yeah, that's that's great. That basically the best two teams in the world are, are playing in, in the Premier League, in my opinion. So, yeah, yeah. Also, oh yeah. Also, I want to add. Excited about Julian Alvarez, uh, oh, okay. player from River. I've been watching because yeah, I'm a River yeah, Plate fan. Scoring bags of goals that one apparently. Isn't he? Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's definitely going to be a learning curve coming straight from Argentina to the Premier League. But yeah, even I mean, that's where he played. Yeah, he played, he played in Spain a little bit and then came over, but uh, we'll see. He's exciting young talent as well. Um, if he plays Holland or if he just wants it as the backup, yeah, Julian Alvarez, we'll definitely look out for him. Um, yeah. But yeah, optimal. Cool. Great. Fantastic. Cool. Um, well, Clay, thank you so much. It's good to see you, and uh, I appreciate your time. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll – uh, this- it's not going to be is it three weeks off or something and the start of the, six of the season. It's not that, not a million miles away, is it? So, uh, um, yeah, but it's not three weeks, but I think I think tra- the, the comeback to four, training or something. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's the first week of October of August, which is absolutely crackers, isn't it? But anyway, yeah, uh, <laughs> we will see you no doubt uh, up there. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate you <laughs> doing this for us. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's good to see you well. Take care. Ta da. Bye bye. Hello. Howdy. H- how are you doing? I'm I'm well. I'm tired, but I'm good. How's the, how's the move going? It's good. We're we're moved. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. There are lights outside. Hang on. See, we just moved, and I don't know where anything is. <laughs> oh, look at that! Electricity. Wow. All the way to Ramona. Right. We're sitting here having a cocktail on the deck, and then all of a sudden we hear a, a sheep go meh. <laughs> so. <laughs> Shut up. Like, <laughs> like all quiet, quiet and nature. Kind of interfering. There's a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually um, in Ramona. The uh, God, when was it? But we did some wine tasting in Ramona. Mm-hmm. It's super cool up yep. there. I've never really been up there. There's we and, need exploring, but there's a winery like across the across the 67 from our house. Maybe like a quarter of a mile, maybe half a mile away. And there's there's, there's probably ten of them within like two miles of my house. Yeah, well, well, well the, the rating is like 42 kind of wineries up there, something ridiculous. So, wow. I, and I loved it. Um, yeah, we, we did a little bit of uh, kind of, yeah, we hit like maybe four, and then there's the, the brewery in the middle of town as well. Yeah, I was super impressed. Never really spent much time in Ramona, but it was nice. Um, but so I really appreciate you kind of uh, being on. So, uh, you know, yeah. as always, uh, thank you for your time. Um, I did and- zero preparation. I'm just going to be honest and upfront, okay? <laughs> oh, not- <laughs> as did i i mean it, honestly it's just always like a, it's, it's nice just to, to hear from from the different groups and stuff so um but yeah because for leicester it was a it was a weird old season wasn't it really that it almost it felt like it could have almost been something and then it just kind of wasn't <laughs> it was always on the cusp of something happening and, and never really materializing the the weirdest thing about the season is that we finished eighth and right which is shocking because um i just felt like we would just lose lose we just kept losing and dropping points and losing and dropping points and we gave up more goals off a set piece than i believe any other team in the premier league it was just absolutely i mean every time like the other team had a corner i was like here we go here we go we're gonna give one up and uh it's really I don't know how to feel about finishing eighth. I mean, I'm, I kind of feel like we finished like 16th. Um, and then I look at the table and I'm like, how, how did that happen? I, I mean, we had some good results at the end of the season, but I just felt like yeah. we were so far back and it was so disparaging and disappointing for long periods of the season that I'm honestly shocked that we finished in the top half of the table. Yeah, and, and so I knew that I, well, I felt that there was, at the start of the season there was going to be some drop-off in the league because you had the Thursday night football, uh, first of all, in the Europa League and then in yeah. the knockout stages of the Conference League. So I, I felt there was always going to be some drop-off, but I think the the injuries, you just never kind of recovered from oh, the yeah. sort of, certainly in, in, the, in your defence as well, you just never really recovered, did you? Really? Oh, and I hate to use that as an excuse, but I remember when, we were talking in, I think you and I were chatting in maybe December. I think there was like 11 first team Leicester players that were out injured. Um, yeah. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> and um, it, it, yeah, pretty, pretty ridiculous. And then we went, we played almost the whole way in Europe. I know we got demoted to the conference league that Rogers claimed he didn't, he'd never heard of, which was pretty funny. Um <laughs> But uh, just so many game after game after game after game and, and, and compounded by the injuries. I mean, it, yeah. 
we don't never... we just have we're not man city we don't have the depth to bring on our, our b and c squad you know to to help people rest cover and so um of course that's going to happen i i think that um most clubs that aren't like the top uh clubs in europe are going to struggle when they get into european competition and they have to play you know two games a week every week for months and months it's you can't really sustain it unless you have a bunch of luck or depth well yeah absolutely and the fact like that vardy wasn't playing regularly uh, i mean the the difference he made when he came back for that last sort of yeah. sixth of the of the, the season and it made Madison a better player. It just every every everybody sort of seemed to raise their game, didn't yeah. they? And I think that even have him back for I don't know a, a, like a third of a season. Yeah, I think it's a it's a different uh, thing entirely, really, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a confidence boost, a morale boost for the squad to have him out there because they yeah. they know that he's he is that tip of the spear. He's that guy that if you can lob the ball to him, he stands a really good chance of putting in putting yeah. it in the back of the net. That's uh, it. You can turn a speculative ball into something yeah, much more uh, than that. And yeah, he, he, he looks sharp. He's just such a good player, isn't he? Like, has he scored, has he scored like hundred goals now after over thirty or something? He scored a hundred goals a year ago. I want to say it was last season. Right. Um, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been. A yeah, but I mean, like, I think uh, I think there's some ridiculous record that he kind of. Since turning thirty, that he'd uh, oh, scored yeah. X amount, of, like just so you know, he's. Uh, I think he's more than just a, a speed merchant, isn't he? He's, he's definitely. I mean, a great finisher, absolutely brilliant, brilliant finisher. Um. So the, so there was that. Um. The, the, you had the weird kind of European thing where you start in one competition and then almost go on to uh, winning a, a different one, uh, and. Uh, you could have done without playing Roma, I think, really, in that, couldn't you? Uh, it, that's just what Jose does, isn't he? He wins two-legged European games, regardless of what the competition is. That's just he's set up for that. So that was, that was tough, yeah. uh, but it was honestly our only hope of being able to play in European football next season, and that's yeah. over. And honestly, I'm I'm okay with it because I feel like we're gonna mm. we're gonna lose a number of players this summer. We're going to get new players in. I feel like next season is going to be kind of a, um, I don't really want to say rebuilding because it's not like it's not like everybody's leaving, but um, there needs to be some sort of a, a change in structure. Something's got to give. Um, yeah. I, I really hope that the, I know that Tielemans is gone. I've heard that Chowdhury might be leaving. There've been talks of Soyuncu leaving. Um, there's. Where's, where's Tielemans off to? I, I feel like he, he could maybe. United. Really? Oh, dear, that's, I that's I it? Twitter, but that could be uh, what do they say? London bus under the Antarctic. That's what they say on Grumpy Pundits. <laughs> it's some, <laughs> some sort of crap uh, prediction. <laughs> crap. Yeah. Trend. Okay. This silly season. Yeah. Uh, that's disappointing, because uh, United just everyone goes there to get paid and not actually do anything, do they? But uh, I don't know. But uh, uh, how about um, I don't know? Is there anybody? meant to be coming in as well no i'll be honest i haven't had it i haven't had a lot of time yeah. to uh with all the moving um, and honestly at this point of the season all oh, the, the transfer window it, it's all up there anyway ain't it really i'm but, kind uh, of like honestly i just needed i need a break personal break from the premier league because it was like it was exhausting 
Yeah, uh, no, me too. Absolutely. It's been quite nice, really, like just uh, <laughs> not having to kind of respond to <laughs> like actual games. And so uh, it's been nice to just have like conversations about football rather than kind of actually, you know, the, the absolutely relentless uh, games one after another after another. And any sort of reasons to be cheerful, though, for, for being a Leicester fan, by the way? Because I've always I've, I've kind of rounded it off with something kind of ever, <laughs> um, something nice and positive. Hopefully. Sorry, I didn't be so depressing and down. Um, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> haven't been. I mean, you know, it's not your fault, even if you were, really. So. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, I, I, love, I love watching Leicester play. And um, I think that we have one of the best ownerships in the Premier League. Uh, owners that genuinely care about the club and the the fans and the supporters really love him and appreciate him and um, I I feel like next season will be good I don't I don't know if it'll be good enough to get top six but Mm -hmm. I guess top seven gets you into some sort of European competition that's it yeah you're kind of relying on maybe a couple of teams not doing as well maybe like West Ham and you're kind of relying on Newcastle not really doing what they're meant to do. Who knows what Newcastle is Exactly, you know. So, yeah, I mean, you were good. To, I love watching Leicester. They are, like, they play, play it the right way. And they've got the right amount of sort of good English players, good young talent. And uh, I, I really enjoy it. So I, I, I always kind of hope for success for you. But I miss my Leicester friends. I'll say that I haven't, I haven't made it. Um, the schedule was kind of funny towards the end of the season, yeah. and uh, I had scheduling conflicts. Then I was actually in Mexico for the last uh, game of the of the season, and I haven't seen my Leicester friends in forever. And so I, I'm really looking forward to coming back in August and having a beer with them at the Blue Foot and nice. watching a game. And I guess the uh, is it tomorrow? The schedule comes out. I think it is, yeah. Yeah, that's a big yeah. one. So yeah. we'll, see, we'll see what the schedule is. It's so ridiculous how quickly it's all turned around, but it's all to do with the World Cup being in the middle of the season and everything, isn't it? This time around. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, if we could move on to Brushy Dortmund just very yeah. briefly. Um, I, I mean, obviously you've got Haaland leaving, um, and it's up to, uh, yeah, you'd hope that much of that money will be built, uh, be uh, allowed to build the squad maybe a little bit more I, I don't know um, but you've got to be disappointed with Haaland uh, disappearing off especially to City as well <laughs> yeah like City actually need him and of oh, course exactly. City, of course the City players will say well we need a tip of the spirit really do you look at all the look at all the shit that you win um, <laughs> uh, yeah so whatever they definitely don't need him um, but whatever uh so yeah, Dortmund. So I actually I caved and uh, finally bought myself a Holland jersey at like the end of the season when they were on sale, and it was like the cup jersey that's like that freaking neon yellow. Uh, it's not like the it's not the the Schwarzengelb. It's not the it's not like yellow. It's a uh, neon. It's awesome, and it's like it says Holland, and then it has kind of like um, the BVB logo um, all over it, but in a slightly I don't know how to describe it in printing, but it's not like a different color. It's like the stitching is a different uh, way. And so you yeah. kind of, if you look, hold it up at an angle, you can see the logo. It's, and it was like $35 or something. Yeah. So I was, like, okay. yeah. I was like, like, I have to get a Holland jersey. I'm like, okay, 
Uh, I got to get one while I can. He's never coming back. But um, we do, we did have some uh, pretty good signings at the end of May. Okay. uh, This season. And I don't know a lot about all these guys. I know um, some about them, but like we got Schlotterbeck, we got Sula and I don't know, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, Adeyemi, but uh, apparently okay. got a pretty strong uh, squad for next year. Cool. Um, um, yeah, you've also obviously got Bellingham oh, there as well. And, yeah. Dude, so, our, coach, our coach got fired. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> that was the thing. Like you, this season, I mean, you came second, but I never at any point did anyone feel like you were sort of challenging. I suppose did you really? But um, I mean. Do you know in um that movie, you know Dumb and Dumber, mm-hmm. where at the end of the movie, um Jim Carrey is meeting uh what's her face, and uh he's like, "What do you think the chances are of a guy like me getting with a girl <laughs> like you?" Yeah, you know, and she's one, you know, you know, give it to me straight. She's like, "One in a million. and he's like, "So you're telling me there's a chance." I felt like that maybe two months from the end of the season i think it was right around there we got like i think like three points behind Bayern, and it was like okay like we just can't screw it up and then like we dropped point and it was like okay it's done but i feel like it's always like the i mean i've been supporting dortmund for eight years now and um where byron's oh byron's been ahead of us every single season obviously They've won 10 in a row now. Um, and I feel like every year I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe this could be the year and it hasn't happened. And I'm, I really, I know my Bayern friends are like, oh, we, they just want to win the league every single year. But honestly, it's bad for the league when they win every single year because I mean, yeah. supporters of other groups look at it and they say, well, why should I watch the Bundesliga? Bayern wins everything, you know? And it's, yeah. Yeah. we need, we need to get more, more, I don't, I don't know how you do it, but it's... Um, yeah, just, uh, that's the thing. I mean, you, you hope that maybe Bayern Munich not uh, having the services of Lewandowski and that's going to affect them. I don't know. But yeah, you're right. And it's a danger of that happening in the, in the Premier League, really, with like Haaland going to Manchester City. I mean, that no one needs that, do they, really? You know, we don't need City winning that every single year just because... Yeah. And, so I, no, I totally get it. Yeah. So, from what I'm seeing, from what I'm seeing in news articles about Dortmund, the signings that they're making are really good. And uh, assuming people don't get injured and everybody plays well together, and I don't know what the coaching situation is going to be, but I mean, it, it could be a season where if everything went well, we could we could take it to Bayern for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? But, I mean, I, I I root for that. I've got to say. Can we, to can we it do it? Yeah. I mean, Dortmund's a really exciting team to watch play as well. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's. So. I, I think the the issue you had probably most this season was just. I don't think you kept very many clean sheets, did you at all? And that that makes a big difference. Very few real, clean yeah. sheets, and then at one part of the season, um, we had. Uh, well into the double digits first team players out injured as well same with Leicester and uh, like uh, we had uh, Torgan Torgan Hazard was playing left back for us because we had no left back Um, 
Raina, Raina's, I mean, we can do a little crossover into the USA. Raina played, um, he got injured at the beginning of the season, came back in April. I think the first game, he came back as a sub, played 15 minutes, and then the next game he started and within like a half an hour was out injured and hasn't played since. Yeah. <sighs> so, he's still growing as well, isn't he? That's the thing, he's a young lad, isn't he? Yeah. You wonder, like, I know that uh, it, it's great that Dortmund give chances to very young kids uh, but also yeah you wonder sometimes whether they're being pushed too hard and you yeah. know like just not be allowed to, to to grow up a little bit uh, that's I, my fear for Bellingham honestly as well he, he seems to play every single kind of minute he's, so and, good. And he's a strong boy ain't he but uh, you kind of wonder just kind of give him a little bit of a break because he's on what is he 18 that's it is it so he might be 19 now, but yeah I mean yeah. Bell- Bellingham I didn't get to watch any of the England games because I don't subscribe to Fubo but uh, I heard that uh, he was looking pretty knackered after these yeah. round of, of games, but I mean, he, he's been playing every single game for Dortmund mm-hmm. domestically and, um, and also in like cup competition. And he's, he's great. I like, I really like him. I wish, I wish oh, he was an American, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love his fire. I love that he kind of, he has a little bit of a kind of reminds me a little bit of Dempsey and his like attitude um where he just and McKinney McKinney is like that as well and I just I love that I love that fight to like want like no backing down no fear of the opposition like um I just love that attitude I really enjoy watching him play and I'm hoping that Reyna will you know be fit for Dortmund and also for the U.S. I mean the World Cup starting in November uh, I think he'll be a big asset for the for the national team as well yeah and I, I can't wait for that the, the England-US game on Black Friday is, I mean, that couldn't have been teed up better, that, I've got to say. <laughs> I, can't oh, wait for that. I would take the day off, but I'm already off, so I'll yeah, be... Yeah, that's it. We don't even need to. Yeah. I'll <laughs> bar, probably, kickoff is 11. Uh, I'll probably get there, no joke, at like 8.30, 9 o'clock. Oh. Yeah, we're, we're kind of, uh, many of us have said to uh, Rod, do we need to, like, sleep over? Like, kind of, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, when the release... Wimbledon tickets or something like you have to kind of camp outside for the night. Get line at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, that's that's going to be really fun. I'm, honestly. Oh yeah, so that'll fun. be great. <laughs> cool. Um, well, I'll I'll leave you to get on with the rest of your evening. But thank you so much. I really appreciate uh, uh, you you uh, regaling us with the little uh, retro of your two team seasons. Appreciate yeah. that. Looking <laughs> Yeah, I think we all need a little bit of a break and then, uh, yeah, right back to it and, uh, yeah, have uh, more fun at the, uh, the Blue Foot opening day. Yeah, and let me know when you come up here. We'll get some wine together. Yes. Oh, no, I am definitely doing that again. That was a lot of fun. And uh, it, there was loads that we didn't get to see and, like, whilst we were going around, people recommending ones and, like, oh, yeah, well, maybe we'll do that next time. And Yeah, yeah. honestly, it was so much fun. And, like... The, the actual quality of the wine surprised me a great deal. I was not expecting to enjoy even half as much as I, I, I did. So uh, it was... You have broke. a great evening, sir. I'll see you soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. See you later. Ta-da. Bye-bye.